Hello and welcome to another Dead Pixel, a podcast about games, entertainment, life, a little bit of everything in between. With me today is the man who, for Father's Day, decided to purposely break his truck just to make sure his dad had something to do. Nick, how are you doing, Nick? Doing good, yeah. My uh, my dad likes to work on trucks, so I like to give him a truck to work on. Um, so a nice old trick. Make sure he knows, you know, that he's still needed. Yeah, I, I can see that. Be like, oh, I, I don't know what's going on with this. It just, for some reason, uh, it won't turn over. It's like, oh, wait a minute. Spark plugs out? Oh, how did that happen? Uh, they, those things must just jump out on their own. Yeah. It's got fingerprints on it. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> Looks like somebody ripped it off. <laughs> uh, yeah. For some reason, my neighbor's car window smashed in. Huh. Would have thought no yeah uh yeah my dad does ask me all the time about about my truck and uh what's going on with it you know this or that um i am actually supposed to go over there uh tomorrow and wash it uh because i i live in an apartment complex so it's kind of hard for me to wash it but i can wash it in his driveway so it's a little bit a little bit better that way but yeah, so as he's watch as he's watching you and judging how you wash, just make sure to do really big circles and miss spots so he can take it from you. Go, no, no, this is how you do it, and then do that a couple times, and eventually just say, "Sit down, I'll do it myself." That's, That's usually what happens trip. without me trying to make it happen. So, uh, yeah, that's probably I do miss spots occasionally. I'm like, what the what the heck? How did I miss that? But you just got to be very patient with it. But uh, yeah. I blame it on bad parenting. Yeah, it's definitely bad parenting. Um, <laughs> I think he would admit that as well. But yeah, man, how are you doing? Uh, doing all right, man. It's been it's been a, a crazy little bit of time here. So yeah, it's uh, uh we ended up just having my uh, my console or my my PC decided to stop working with Game Pass. Uh, no idea why. There was a Windows update, little minor thing, and. Then when I rebooted, it was trying to get me to sign into Windows 11. I turned it down. And for some reason after that, the game's library in a Game Pass was just, uh, app was not showing. All my games are still loaded. I can see them on my hard drive. Every time I try opening it up, there's an error of some sort. And then when you click on the link for the error, it brings you to, here's our commonly asked questions, not an actual problem to the code number that our error gives you. I'm like, yeah. okay. Um, and I'm looking it up and people are like, just make sign out, sign back in, reload the thing. Uh, so I've done that multiple times. Make sure your uh, Microsoft Store account and your uh, Game Pass account are both signed into the same, uh, you know, same user. And I'm like, yeah. There's only one. I only have the one email for the both of them. I'm not, you know, I've kept that all pretty streamlined. And yeah, for some reason, it's just not working. I've spent a little over a week now dealing with this, and it's been pretty garbage to the point where I may just do a clean reboot of my, you know, entire system. Um, you know, it's only a terabyte hard drive, so, and it's not full. So I might just, you know, rip off everything I can. Uh, and then just do a fresh reload of everything. I also need to do some some updates to my motherboard anyways. So I'm like, yeah, it's a good time to do a whole new set of maintenance. Yeah. But I wonder if it's being because forced you to do it is really irking me. I wonder if it's because you have such a if you have a 
because you have a newer system that all that stuff got put in. I don't even know why that would be because you're still running Windows 10, right? Yep. Um, just every for some, you know, it's constantly trying to get me to update to 11. I know, but I keep on telling it no. But like, I don't have that problem. I don't have the same problems that you do. But my system is much older. I just wonder, like, why it would it would really matter because it's still the same operating system, still Windows 10. Um, it's just like older motherboards, older all that stuff. Would that really have an effect on it? It shouldn't. Honestly, the 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 BIOS setting or you know my the actual mother's motherboard uh, version shouldn't matter. Uh, I'm just ready to you know I might as well just do. That's why I haven't bothered updating it. That's essentially it's like, well, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's a little old. Honestly, I don't care. Uh, and everything works just fine. I'm not really sure what the glitch in the system is. Uh, theoretically, just a rate, you know, removing the Xbox app and all the other games, you know, app should, and then reloading them should be all I need to do to fix the thing. Yeah. Um, it's not even showing me the games playable in the. Uh, Games Pass app, like it'll show me. You can kind of play it. Show the the cloud system version, but it won't like say like uh, redownload or anything like that. It's like it's as if I don't have an account with Game Pass, uh, and then I go on to my console and the Series X, and everything's just fine. Uh, you know, I have all the games ready to play that I've already downloaded, and yeah, not a problem on. The Xbox Series X, but the PC for some reason is giving me a really hard time. So it's actually, like I said, it's left a really bad taste in my mouth. Everything has been great with uh, Games Pass until now, and I have all the games literally on my system. Uh, I can look at them from both of my hard drives, um, no problem. But when I try to open them, that's where it's just like it's giving me an error. Uh, and yeah, I guess I should probably email tech support or some crap like that. But the fact is anything I found on online so far hasn't done anything. And yeah, it's been, like I said, it's super confusing. Yeah. don't know why I just stopped because it worked just fine a little over, you know, uh, the beginning of last week, but this, uh, this whole last, uh, eight days or so just been nothing but a nightmare. I've spent, uh, quite a bit of time that I could be doing just about anything else. I mean, yeah. So, that's super irritating, man. Computer stuff, that is, that is one thing that tends to happen a lot more on PCs is all the junk you just have, kind of have to deal with over console. But, you know, it's a much better experience if you can get it working. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's, that has always been the argument of a, of a console is, you know, a plug-and-play solution, not having to worry about it, uh, you know, settings and all that. But, I mean, it's we'll see. Uh, hopefully I'll get this thing working. And if I do, I'll most definitely, uh, update you on that because, you know, I've, I'm, unfortunately it's going to be something like I just clean wipe my system and it'll magically start working again. Uh, at least, gosh, I hope so. For a if while. it's not, I'm going <laughs> to, I will be fuming. So yeah. Uh, how about you though? How's it been since last we chatted? Hello, Joe. <laughs> you tried to get rid of me. Uh, I'm doing good. Uh, but, uh, I'm doing good overall. I've just been playing some games and, um, we've, we've tried to, we've tried to record the past two nights and, uh, been thwarted both times. Uh, the first night, um, 
the power in my whole apartment complex and turns out my whole, like several neighborhoods in the area went out. I don't, I don't know what happened, but literally when we were about to start recording, I think you're about to jump on, uh, the power went down <laughs> and I was like, what? The? And it was one of those things where it goes down and it's like about five seconds and you're like, okay, it's like really down. It's not like going to just blink or something or kick back on a second. It's like down for sure. Um, and so that was, uh, so it got hot in here pretty quick. So I just went to my parents and slept on their couch. Um, and, uh, yeah. And then last night, um, thunderstorms caused the power to blink over and over again. Finally, the internet went down. We just decided to call it again. But now we're here. Now we've made it. We're ready to talk about the new games that we have seen previews for, of which there are many. Yeah. So since we've last uh, recorded, there's been a summer game fest uh, and then mostly the Microsoft Direct. Uh, Ubisoft did their own thing and there's Day of the Devs. Um, I didn't really pay much attention to those two just because... I don't know, I've just kind of stopped really, you know, paying attention to Day of the Devs for a long time now. Uh, n- not any animosity or anything like that, just for some reason it just kind of became not my thing. Yeah. And then usually if it's something really awesome, uh, it'll be thrown into, like, you know, any other, you know, media that I consume. And I'm like, all right, yep, yeah, that's really cool. Uh, but yeah, that's about it. So, no, let's go to uh, the main things that we liked from Summer Game Fest. All right, so, uh, kicking off is The Prince of Persia, uh, The Lost Crown. And that one is a neat little throwback kind of to the original Prince of Persia, uh, being a side-scroller adv- action-adventure. And oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, it looks really nice. Uh, you know, the the idea of, you know, the prince being kidnapped and you having to, you being essentially a guard. Um, and it looks like you might be able to be, uh, they talk about being a group. Uh, but they only show really the action of one singular character, so I'm not sure if they're going to be switching it off between the others. And I believe they're supposed to be immortals to boot, uh, which would probably explain like, you know, if they do the rewinding time power, then you know that that would explain that because you know if you die or you know if you're able to rewind, then people just think you're immortal. So, uh, or you know that also is an easy way to write off. And they literally died, and then they respawned. Because, you know, whenever games have an in-lore reason for that, it's always been pretty fun, like Hades and stuff like that. You're like, okay, uh, yeah, I died. Uh, or what was that? The, the Mummy of all the games, the, 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 the side-scrolling Mummy game from that Tom Cruise failed movie. Um, oh, that yeah. side-scrolling Metrovania game was pretty great. And I'm pretty sure the, the write-off was, yeah, you're a clone. You're not actually the same character, you know, but you know, you're, you're same, same, yeah. but different. I'm like, all right, that's cool. You're expendable. Like, you know, sheep number you know, four, two, five. And now you're sheep number four, two, six. That at least so. lets you kind of, uh, I don't know, suspend disbelief a little bit better. Uh, <laughs> instead of just expecting you to go, just go with it, you know, but yeah, this Prince of Persia game looks kind of cool. Um, Kind of return to the old way of, of doing it. Uh, maybe the the idea behind uh, having uh, like a party or something is uh, it's going to be added in later or something like that. Maybe they've, they've laid the groundwork 
and they just need to kind of get the main game out and then add in some other stuff. But it'll be cool if there can be more, I don't know, group style play or different things added in like that. Yeah, it kind of reminded me of when they did the Assassin's Creed Chronicles, you know, because they did a few different locations, uh, China, Russia, and a few, I think a few others. Oh, yeah. Um, so something like that could even be done, like, you know, one game with one character and another game with another. And it being played, even though it being like similar in style, playing very differently uh, because of that. Um, you know, in the old days, you might actually have like an unlockable character and then you'd be able to play through the whole game as the new character playing completely different. Uh, but that would be asking for too much because that would be for free. And we all know that I'd have to at least be paid content. So, uh, but I'm curious what they're going to do with it. Nonetheless, this, uh, it does look very good and it looks like it'd be fun. So, you know, preferably not too long, uh. So, but you mentioned uh, having a throwback look, and you know, throwing back as well as uh, the new Mortal Kombat One they talked about. Yep. Yeah. So it looks amazing. Uh, but Mortal Kombat's been looking really good for a long time now, so it's always a fun showcase. Uh, they have uh, quite a, the whole point of it being one now is they rebooted the timeline, uh, and so now was that Liu Kang's now a, a fire god, and so it's uh, all the same characters that you know, but slightly different. Not you know, and like uh, Scorpion and uh, Sub Zero are brothers now. So that's okay. kind of you know, like just it's a fun way to play with all these familiar faces, but make them different. Uh, you got uh, the big gameplay, you know, change is the cameos, which at first I thought it was just a tag team game, and I'm like, oh, that's actually kind of neat, you know, just having a tag team. But they're not actually going to be able to fully switch out. They're just uh, your tight, your cameo character is just a assist essentially to either help with combos or just a single attack, and they're on like a cooldown timer for you to use. And yeah, that looks pretty exciting. Um, I I have a fondness for Mortal Kombat, but I'm not very good at it. I've, even when I was a kid, it's just those. There's something I've been uh, about the way they've played. I've never been really good at so. But I do enjoy like the the gist of it, and especially since nine, nine, ten, and eleven had a fun story. So I'm pretty sure a lot of people are just going to be very interested to see how they play out since they're rebooting the whole thing. Yeah, the game does look really nice. Uh, the last time I played a Mortal Kombat was nine, and uh, the computer kicked my ass pretty hard. So I was like, well, okay, um, haven't haven't had occasion to get back into ten. Or 11 um but this does look fantastic uh i got a i got a, a, a buddy that uh that plays mortal Kombat. i was pretty surprised to hear that but uh so i didn't have a plan to get involved with this one um because there are so many other games out there but because i know somebody now who is definitely going to get into it uh I I might uh, I might reach out and and try to and try to grab it. Um, do, do you do you have plans to to play this at all, or are you gonna pass and do something else? I'm I'm really on the fence about trying to buy a new uh, fight stick for uh, the current consoles, yeah. and that's the thing is like, do I really want to spend an extra two hundred dollars for a solid fight stick? Uh, you know, when especially yeah. since uh, Street Fighter just came out. Uh, and things like that. I'm like, yeah, I, I'm more of a Street Fighter speed kind of guy than uh, Mortal Kombat. 
uh, I, I'm very curious to see how it plays, but honestly, I'm probably not going to get it right when it comes out. Just I am. Well, yeah. I like fighting games. I'm garbage at fighting games. Yeah. <laughs> that is generally how it goes. Um, you know, it's just, yeah, you know, and the few times a fighting game has a story, I'm like, oh, that's awesome. I think the last fighting game I got was, um, Dengenki Bumpo Fighting Climax. Yeah, I know that's a weird title. Um, it is literally like the sword art comic, uh, the the magazine that it comes in. Yeah. Uh, it's like the characters from that magazine company uh, put into a fighting game, and uh, that was like the last time I was actually excited, like super excited, and tried getting into a fighting game, like sem- you know, like uh, competitively, I guess. Right. And you know, I was in Japan. I was kind of like in the zeitgeist of the moment, and man, did I get crushed in the arcades! But it was a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, when the when the uh, barrier to entry is like, because you know that there is, you know, fight sticks out there and stuff, and you know that it's, you're kind of just better with a fight stick. Most people, some people not, but but most people are just better with a fight stick. Uh, you want to get a good one? It's kind of like you're talking about two hundred bucks, you know. Uh, for a, a pretty dang good one, and then the game, um, and then also like playing game, playing uh, fighting games, it's a lot like it's a lot more like going to the gym than playing a, a video game to me. Because you're like, okay, I gotta get, I gotta get in the ring, I gotta get in the practice, uh, the, the training room, and kind of get my combos off, get warmed up, and then you go like fight the computer a bit, and then and then you go and fight somebody like in in the arena, and it's just like. Uh, there's there's a lot there's a lot more to to it than just like turning it on and going so it's a bit it's a bit much to, to get into but i don't know whenever the mortal Kombat comes out we'll see we'll see how much i i can stick with it yeah i mean uh it's you know good on you for for giving it a shot uh yeah like <laughs> I I'm, I'm generally into a lot of fighting games for like the first couple weeks and then I have to balance because yeah. that's the only time I'm viable. Like as a competitor, you know, like an actual competitor is like right when it comes out. And if I come in too late, if it's been a month, then I'm like, no, no, dude, anyone I go against online is just going to crush me. Uh, that's at least how I feel. Um, that's why a lot of the, the newer like anime fighters or like arc, arc system games, they've been really good about uh, barrier entry and combo systems, stuff like that. You know, Dragon Ball Z fighters and, you know, like even the new Guilty Gear was like, a little bit more forgiving, uh, you know, for for newbies. But then, you know, they had a lot more complexity that you know I would never, I just can't grasp. Yeah. Uh, but it's one of those things. I also, I don't have the time to dedicate. And you're right, it's like going to the gym. It is literally a skill set you're learning. Uh, and I would love to do, uh, you know, a a long-term like you know session of just like see how long it takes me to get good uh but i'm like that's a lot of time i just don't have to dedicate so yeah it has to be kind of your only thing for a while and then what you do is you you spend all that time and then you can boil it down to like a 45 second montage and then just wind up with you losing in the end so yeah yeah that's at least that's how i feel uh but oh dude mortal kombat one uh those fatalities look pretty awesome uh, and over the top. Uh, and, and it's, I'm just really curious to see how they're re uh, redoing the stories for all the characters. Uh, and so that's, that's actually as weird as it is. I'm all about the old stories and, you know, street fighter was that way too. street fighter two. Like those characters had some stories. Most of it was in the booklet that came with the game, but they actually had a story. Uh, and 
you know, that's what I always remembered from them was just like, why are these people all together and what's their what's their deal? And so, yeah, uh, but it looks amazing. It should be fun. And yeah. So the next game I'm going to talk about uh, very little is Witchfire. Uh, it's essentially a, a first person shooter uh, done by uh, was it the astronauts, uh, some lineage of um, was that uh, one of the creators was from, I think people might fly. Uh, or I might be getting that one confused. No, I'm getting that one mixed up with a different game. But uh, the they have a lineage of was it a uh, uh, a lot of old shooters uh, as well. Some of the uh, like more hardcore shooters. And the weird one though that I know them from is the vanishing of Ethan Carter. Like you know, just walking around, looking at scenery, and picking up a story. Like. So it's, it's kind of weird that they they touted that. I mean, you can tout that because graphically it looked awesome, uh, but to to connect that to your shooting game is um, is pretty unique. Uh, I'm like that is not the angle that I would go for when it comes to that. Uh, but no, just you know, like I said, if you want a fast paced um, action shooting game, then yeah, that that seems to fit this mold pretty well. Uh, so I'm, I'm like, you know what, I would be interested in checking it out. But I was more interested in the fact that um, Ethan Carter, which was a game that I really liked, I've played and beaten it multiple times. Uh, just the story was a lot of fun to figure out. There's just a lot of hidden things, uh, but it was also a short enough experience to really enjoy it. So, yeah, uh, if you haven't played that one and if you have just a few hours to kill, totally give it a shot. Uh, but uh, a decent shooter that I am looking forward to, and I actually like the original, is uh, Remnant. So they showed Remnant 2. Uh, Remnant 1 from the Ashes was the best way to explain that game is like a Souls-esque game, but that's a, a shooter. And it had a the sound design in that one I really liked. I felt like the shotgun and a lot of the weapons had a really good feel to them. And that really made the game you know, a lot of fun. It was multiplayer. And being able to play that kind of game, fighting big monsters uh, with your friends, and having a really uh, dreary, like uh, unique setting—you know, not a lot of, unfortunately, not a lot of spoken story, just a lot of uh, like text logs. So that was the only like downfall about it. As it was very much a, it felt like a a new Kickstart game that you, you didn't get really, you know, like it's a first project. So actually, the the sequel. I'm expecting a lot from. Uh, I think you can do three, maybe four players, but I knew the old one, you can at least do three. So uh, Remnant 2 should be uh, should be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, and then they had some other ones that just caught my... Like, I didn't realize this. I know they mentioned it before, but Lies of P, I had no idea I had to do anything with Pinocchio. I just remember when they first announced that game, and I'm like, okay, that looked dumb. And then I moved on. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, the action, it looks it looks all right. Um, it looks like they're trying hard to make something out of this story. Um, but, I mean, it's it's sort of just like, what what, what are we doing here? Uh, I, I don't know. It'll we'll see what what it ends up being, but I think you told me before the podcast that it's coming to to Game Pass. Is that right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I saw it was coming to Game Pass, and I was just like, really? Okay, well, I mean, it kind of reminds me of like 
I don't know, a weird Japanese take off of a grim fairy tale or something like that, you know? It's like, let's, you know, that's kind of like, let's let's imagine that, you know, a grim fairy tale of a Pinocchio, but then let's make it a Japanese version of that and do our own little thing. And I'm like, all right, well, I I don't know if I I don't know if I'm more interested or less interested now that I know it has to do with Pinocchio. <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, so I was just, I was, yeah, I was surprised about that. And I was like, you know what? But it does look neat. So that's it's one to uh to I'll take a look at later. One to watch uh, for. But talking about looking neat would be um Sandland. And that one, the big claim to fame is uh Akira Toriyama, the art director for the guy who created uh the characters for Dragon Ball Z or Dragon Ball series. Mm-hmm. Uh it's funny because the the font to this is totally Blue Dragon, uh, which was the RPG for uh, Xbox 360, uh, using the same character designs. And yeah, I'm like, I'm not 100 percent sure if I actually like this one. Like, I'm a huge fan of the you know of his art, but you're playing it as this little demon or something like that, this little imp, uh, you know, troublemaker, and uh, just going around, you know, the vehicle designs and stuff like that and monster designs were always really fun even like in the dragon ball comics like you you just see like single page artwork of uh the main characters in just casual clothes riding his weird version of a motorcycle or a flying car and that was always a lot of fun just because i was more interested in that world than necessarily the exact adventure they were on at the time um and it kind of you know to have that you know art direction like you know, it'll be it'll be neat, and I think it'll be pretty whimsical and fun. Uh, so it's but the one once again when it comes to something like that I'm afraid it's going to be like a like a JRPG length style game, and I'm like I can't afford that. Uh, yeah, you can't afford the time sink day. into that. Yeah, yeah, but you know it's it looks good, and it'll probably hold up for a long time to come afterwards. So yeah, it looks like it might be kind of interesting. Um, uh, I think the uh, the IP being a little bit unknown might uh, hamper it a bit, but I think those games like Dragon Quest and stuff have a pretty hardcore following, so it makes sense that uh, that it would be able to do pretty well, but we'll just have to see. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so the next one up on the list that I was pretty interested in, I've mentioned it before, uh, I'm a huge fan of Alan Wake, and Alan Wake 2, they did more of a dive inside that game. Uh, Sam Lake came on stage. He's the original um, Max Payne, you know, character model essentially, and he's made cameo appearances in pretty much a lot of the other games, if not all of them. The uh, and he's coming back as uh, one of the FBI agents, which is kind of funny because I'm pretty sure in Alan Wake uh, one he is the um, he plays like the character of Max Payne. Uh, in there, but it's not Max Payne, but it's, I forget the the detective in the series uh, because Alan Wake writes a, a book series of a cop, you know, going on his like dark adventure, and essentially they couldn't say it was it was uh, Max Payne, but you know they were talking about Max Payne, mm. and they did a TV interview that's on the, that's on one of the TV screens in the background, and they're like, oh yeah, if you look really close, like yep, that's Sam Lake right there, <laughs> so for him to be now uh, like on the screen and then as a character and as an FBI agent, they're like, all right, that's um, that. I wonder if they'll make any reference to that, but I doubt it. It's just more like one of those weird things that, you know, most people won't notice. 
Yeah, it's uh, a it's a nod to the uh, the hardcore fans. The what well, 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 one of the things they did talk about, which they may have mentioned before, but I usually keep myself pretty in the dark a lot about the things I do like, only for the fact that I like to be surprised. Is uh, this game is actually going to be? Oh, well, I knew there was going to be two playable characters, uh, but the way you can play between the two characters, essentially, it's uh, he explained it as being like fifty fifty. Uh, so the time spent. You can either more or less play the entire game uh, as Alan Wake and then or his half and then switch over to uh, Saga, which I did not realize that was the uh, female FBI agent's name. And I don't necessarily like the name. Uh, you know, you might as well have, you know, Saga Quest Journey as their full name or something. I just I just uh, don't think it's the kind of game that has a character with that kind of name. I mean, to me, like the name of the game is like the most like, I guess it's not it's just a regular name. Alan Wake. OK, so maybe his partner should be named like kate sleep or something like that i don't know some just but something some something more normal i would say like i said like jessica smith something like that just it, it's it's not about oh i don't know it you're right the the name saga it's just distracting it's like what are we doing here why is this why yeah. is your name saga okay i mean once again it's just it seems like it'd be something uh going on the line of a quest or a journey or something you know um but it just it feels a little too forced. You know, Alan Wake, the wake part could also be the fact that it's like uh, being in a nightmare and then trying to wake up from your dream. Yeah. So there's there's that twist or pun to it. Uh, Maybe her name has something and, to do with something like that, too. Yeah. So I figured, like, you know, it's uh, probably not reaching too far. And but, yeah, you can switch between the two, uh, between Alan Wake's story and Saga. I think her last name is Anderson. Uh, so, or you can switch during, you know, like just kind of, uh, they didn't quite explain how often you can switch. Uh, so not necessarily like it's a uh, Grand Theft Auto, you know, five, you know, just being able to switch at any given point, Right. but they'll, uh, they'll be, you know, at least the way it seems like it's certain chapter points minimum that you'd be able to switch back and forth, or you can just play the entire thing as one and then switch to the other. Oh, so, interesting. That's kind of cool. That's as, as a bit of a resident evil one and two vibe to that. Yeah, uh, I'm also looking at you know looking at this. Uh, they showed some gameplay um, of essentially sagas being you know in Bright Falls investigating murders and trying to figure out what's going on. Uh, they don't really mention too much of what's happening to uh, Alan Wake. Uh, he is currently they he's more in a, a city esque environment. So I'm curious if they're going to actually incorporate any of the things from American Nightmare uh, as you know attached to it. Uh, there's, but what, one of the things he did mention, uh, Sam, Sam Lake saying, you do not have to do your homework. So you don't, you can come into this fresh. If you haven't played the first one, they're trying to make it accessible for new fans, which is, is good because the game was, uh, essentially only uh 360 exclusive for like the longest time until they remade it. Well, that, uh, and so, I mean that, and it's been so long since the, the first one and the, and the extra stuff was, you know, American nightmare was made. So it's like asking people. Like a like uh if, if of any game, this is a game that you would want to have a pretty good fresh start for a lot of new players because there's going to be a lot of new players. Yeah, I mean they did remaster it not that long ago, 
but at the same time, that's also a big ask to be like play play. You have to play through those remastered before you get to the new one. So yeah, no, it's it's but it's comforting to know that they're aware of that, and they'll probably have a ton of things peppered in there for anyone who knows the series. Yeah, but you know, at least you can come in this fresh. Um, which for someone like you, you know, the, it'll give you a chance to well go ahead and. Well, I was gonna ask like. Uh... Did you have a look at the remaster of the first one? Because that's probably the one I'm going to play. Yeah, actually, I picked it up. Actually, it was one of the few games I picked up right away. Okay. Uh, it was on Epic Store when it first came out. So I went ahead and picked it up there. I didn't beat it. I only played through the first couple chapters, and then you know life got in the way. Uh, I want to finish it, but it's uh, it seemed really comparable. I mean, it looks really good. Uh, I haven't noticed there wasn't like a, any huge huge differences as far as like you know it, nothing about it made me want to go back and be like no you have to play the original um so i think it's a very good remake and yeah there's i actually haven't seen any in-depth comparisons so i can't say that oh yeah they really messed up on this part or they this part's you know fundamentally different uh but honestly uh i would definitely just pick up the remake yeah, I mean, yeah, like, like my main question is like, it didn't break anything or screw anything up royally. So it's, it's the one to play because the graphically it's going to be better. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, uh, there's a, they made it's, a, they made a couple, uh, improvements, you know, like, uh, slice of life improvements or whatever that you can do, you know, uh, for normal gameplay and it looks great. So awesome. the, the only reason why I play the original are is because I had put so much time into it. I platinum or uh, I got all the achievements for it on Xbox back in the day, and it was such. I played it all. I played the crap out of that game. It looks like the gameplay, the actual combat, is relatively the same. Uh, okay. For what because they did show a little bit of um, Saga fighting one of the uh, enemies, though. Uh, I guess it showed it being a little. It felt a little more brutal, I guess, than the original. Uh, just a little more, uh, yeah, just slightly a little bit more gore, I guess. Okay. Uh, it wasn't like overly bloody or anything like that, but just uh, the gunshots and stuff had more impact than they did in the previous. Uh, but no, other than you know, it's like it's. I think as far as the combat goes, some people liked it, some people didn't. Um, Remedy has really come a long way in their shooting uh, sense, thanks to control, and. So I think it'll be pretty decent with the the firearm combat, and it was mostly just a dodge mechanics that you ended up becoming second nature after playing Alan Wake One, because uh, you'd hear audio cues, and so you knew that off screen, like below you, you're about to be attacked. So then you just automatically hit the dodge button, and you can, uh, st- you know, time would slow just enough so you can get a nice little cinematic dodge as you got out of the way, and that was always uh, thrilling. So, yeah. Uh, I'm like I said, I, I'm I'm super stoked about Alan Wake too. Uh, that's one of the few games uh, that, and that's supposed to be coming out uh, this October. In fact, October has quite a few games coming out like back to back, but that is like the one I'm most definitely uh, leaving on my list. Um, yeah, weird. They they had a couple weird crossovers mentioned. One of which was like Street Fighter and Exo Primal, which is like that came out of nowhere. <laughs> Okay. Uh, but one of the other ones is like, yeah, John Carpenter, um, the uh, the guy from Escape from New York, you know, the thing they live uh, now has his name tied to uh, Toxic Commando. And 
I'm not really sure what the heck this game is. All you see is a bunch of dudes riding in like vehicles, mowing down monsters and some stuff on foot. <laughs> but it looked a lot like just a vehicle combat game. So, yeah, I'm not really sure. Uh, but it's just, I don't know. It was just weird. I'm, a, I'm a, If he does his own music like he's done for his old uh, movies, I would actually be kind of down for that. Yeah, I uh, mean, uh, John Carpenter is a legend in uh, horror and the and the movie industry and stuff like that. So, um, you know, I I hope that uh, it, it, I saw a couple screenshots. It looks pretty cool. It looks um, it looks like it's gonna definitely borrow from 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 his world. Um, and uh, I just hope that it's um, that uh, it ends up being something kind of interesting. But I mean, I mean, yeah, it, it's sort of like what is really going on here. I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, uh, and then another uh, oddity, which has been announced already before, but this is the first time I got a close look at it, and then I should talk to you before we started recording, and you got to take a look at it too, was uh, Pal World, which was literally talked, uh, Keely said, you know, Pokemon with guns. And I'm like, oh, that's that game? I heard about this. And then I looked at it, and I'm like, oh, no joke, yo, that is totally Pokemon. They don't even hide, like... The character design they're like yeah let's just take this really frumpy design just tweak it just a little bit and like not get sued for it and then strap guns to them uh like a gatling gun to like an electric buzz or whatever and i'm like no joke okay it, and then you're like well, it, it, you got more excited as you looked at the trailer which was really funny yeah it uh it, it looks pretty competent uh, as far as like a video game you know how it works and moves uh the graphics are good i think it's going to be on a on a you know a next gen console or whatever, um, but uh, yeah, it's um, to uh, to use a, a phrase that uh, you like to use up pretty often. It's the it looks like the right kind of stupid. Um, it looks really dumb, but it also looks super super fun. The guns like some of like the little sheep creatures with like a hunkered down behind some barracks with a with like machine guns looks hilarious. Um, the so something I've noticed with with uh, Pokemon, um, the recent Pokemon's that have come out is that they just look really like you're in just these really bare worlds where there's not a lot going on, and this game doesn't look like it's you know crazy busy like a Ratchet and Clank or anything like that, but it does look like there's a lot more kind of on the screen at at one time and different actions sort of flying around uh so it just it looks like it's going to be a better um uh funnier version of, of, of pokemon um like we'll see how it turns out but i definitely like what they're trying to do so uh, i'm a little bit excited i gotta say i think uh, we lost your volume there all right how about now gotcha gotcha back all right that's annoying but okay just keep on keeping on all right well you know uh as your slogan is everything's better with guns uh then you got here coming up is uh like a dragon uh or the gaiden uh the man who erased his name so this is actually uh, the next installment of kiryu which is the main uh protagonist of the entire yakuza series and so from zero to I think it was six uh, or was there seven? Shoot. I can't remember now, uh, but they, you six know, plus uh, zero. They ended up, yeah, 
Go yeah. ahead. Go ahead. So yeah. this is just it was a straight up uh you know if anyone likes the old school Yakuza games, this is following that format. Uh, later on, they they introduce another uh, Yakuza game, or I'm sorry, they now renamed the series Like a Dragon. And so yeah, uh, but no, it was just uh, it's always fun to see that they, them coming out with a new one. And I'm kind of curious because the way the last game ended, uh, this like obviously they are op- they're just like we can't let this franchise die or this character, and we have to continue, uh, yeah, milking that that person. So we're we're I'm curious to see where it goes because I felt like they ended it where they should have ended it, and you know to just go ahead and you know you can do the same gameplay but just have a new protagonist. So. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, and the last major thing for the Summer Game Fest that was, um, I guess, the, their their last bit that they showed was the new Final Fantasy Rebirth, uh, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. And I'm, I don't know, curious about it, I guess. Uh, I'm not a big fan of the remake. Uh not, not to the hype of everyone else. I love Final Fantasy VII. It's probably one of, it's probably my favorite final fantasy of the original you know series and i think it's mostly because everyone kind of gets uh it's the first major for whatever final fantasy you really get into and complete that's generally marked as your favorite just full stop and that was it for me i mean six is a really high up there and so is eight and eight's kind of like that's iffy with a lot of people but i don't just i really liked seven and i really didn't care for what they did to seven in the remake they made it look really good but also i couldn't be done with that game fast enough (laughs) it really just i don't know there was just something about it that really just rubbed me the wrong way i didn't play the intergrade uh the add-on content with yuffie uh so i don't know if any of that really panned out any better uh but essentially they took the base game and they made it you know almost what you remember just looking different you know like the same story beats and just enough tweaks to be like, yeah, we're di- we are recognizing that we're a different thing. Um, and I mentioned to you before, but this is reminding me of Neon Genesis, actually. Uh, their whole, um, their new movie series that they ended up coming out with. And I can't remember the name of it off the top, like the point one, uh, well, you are not alone. Yeah. Uh, that whole genre. Mm. So the first movie is very much the like as you remember the series except for like the zinger towards the end we're like oh wow this is different and you just acknowledge it's different and then as the movies friend you know like th- those the other two three and four had gone on it's like oh you're changing it up um so you're taking something you know like which is fine but because it took so long you kind of lost a lot of interest in it and that's how i feel that this is i'm like well you really need to be pumping these out faster because by the time you're done, you're going to do a kingdom hearts thing to me. And you know, the first couple were like, Oh yeah, this isn't bad. And then all of a sudden, by the time you're like, I don't care anymore because <laughs> you're not done and you're just rehashing other garbage stuff to throw out because you literally can't finish this game. Uh, so I'm hoping that's not the case with final fantasy uh, rebirth, but they are, they, you know, it clearly looks good. They've made a lot of um, references to things that not necessarily in the original story. Uh, and hey, if they play it well, they play it well. And I, it's, you know, they've already, you know, 
you know, mentioned other characters at different points that shouldn't normally wouldn't have been mentioned uh, from the first uh, rebirth. Not rebirth. I'm sorry. Uh, from the remake, and so I'm hoping they do it justice. I'm also hoping they don't make this into like five more games. <laughs> so yeah, I think the idea was for it to be a trilogy, um, which it's kind of. I think you mentioned earlier it's sort of expanded out to being more than just really a trilogy um there's some other offshoot games that have kind of come out of it it's you know final fantasy 7 is now a franchise really on its own um it does look very nice it looks pretty like the like the uh the first uh like the final fantasy 7 remake you know um i yeah like the the gameplay for that remake was spread very thin. It was um, a lot of doing the same thing. It was a hallway RPG in a lot of ways. They did a really good job of making it not really look like that, but when you actually played it, you were like, okay, I'm running down a hallway um, and running into enemies and kind of over and over again. Um, what they did with the characters was okay i think in the in the first one this one some of some of what i've heard from the characters they seem like they're getting stupider um you know but i didn't like barrett in the in, in the first one i thought he might have he might have been able to i don't know make him more of a human being than a caricature but, uh, how much more of a human being can you be just yelling out your kid's name marlene I mean, that seems really human to me. I know. You're right. Uh, I'm wrong. He didn't swear nowhere near as much as I remember him doing in the original game. For real, man. Um, yeah, so anyway, it's... Uh, yeah, it, I played the first one. I didn't finish the, the remake thing, and uh, um, I got pretty far in it, but I, I dropped off of it. Um, kind of wanted to go back because I'm not... I don't know. I think I... But I... Like, I'm 30 hours in. So I think I have like 10 more hours to go, and it's just insane to think that I have 10 more hours of that game left to play. Um, but I gotta I, look back because I don't remember it taking that long. But I, you know, I do remember just being like, just get over this. But I also like skipped doing all these summons. I'm like, I don't need any of these summons. I'm done. I don't need well, to do these mock battles. I could be wrong. Um, I did do. I did kind of go off, you know, here and there. So. You know, and, and do a little bit of extra stuff um, when it was available, but I just remember uh, Vinny Caravella. Um, I think he was on. It was on. Uh, it had to be on um, Next Can Lander I back in the day. No, I think or, it was on Next Lander uh, by this time. Maybe it was Giant Bomb, but it had to be the very end of Giant of his, of his role at Giant Bomb. Anyway, I remember him talking about it. Yeah, maybe it was Giant Bomb. Yeah, um, him talking about it and saying like. He was like 20 hours in. He was like, okay, I feel like this game's kind of wrapping up. And then like being like 40 hours in and being like, okay, I have like, we are spreading this butter very thin over the toast here. Um, but that he said, I think that's where he said it pretty much ended was around 40 hours. So I just kind of assumed that I was going to have about a 40 hour experience from it. And that's sort of, you know, thinking about what he said, thinking about where I'm at, I am and doing all that math. It seems like that is accurate, but I'd have to finish it anyway. Um, I hope that they don't spread this one out so, so much. I'll look at the reviews and if they're good reviews, then I might pick it up. Um, maybe if it goes on 
probably not right away, but but eventually I I might pick it up. Yeah, if it's I mean, depending on how far they go into this. I mean, you got the uh you got leaving Midgar, you end up going to the port. Uh after the port, you end up uh hopefully they'll do gold you know, everything up to gold saucer. Uh so and you know, and possibly the end of I think the end of disc 1 was the temple. Uh if I'm remembering correctly, it's been so long. And so yeah, you got at least yeah. So if they make it to that, that's actually plenty of content. The world opens up quite a bit and Gold Saucer alone will be a lot of wasted time. But I always remember it fondly. So because you got the yeah. battle arena, you got all the stu- all the arcade games. Um so yeah, I the amount of time I spent in the original game just doing snowboarding is ridiculous. So <laughs> Um, yeah, that's, that's really, I think you're right about that. And yeah, the snowboarding stuff was really cool. Um, even though it was pretty badly made, it was still oddly fun. Um, that's just my, my recollection of it. But, um, something you said about the first disc, did I see something about this game being two discs? Oh yeah, I believe they mentioned that, uh, they show up, they show a screenshot of it being like, x amount of discs um and i'm trying to remember now but it was yeah it's, it was like at the end it was just like a screenshot or something and saying it was available uh shoot it's at least two it's at least two blu-rays or something like that you know ultra blu-ray discs like and i'm like that's that's a bold claim man <laughs> like why like because like i mean i thought that games maybe nintendo you know not so much, but I thought like PlayStation games now were basically just like the disc was just a key essentially to like download. Like it's just basically like a little bit of code, a little bit of startup stuff, and then you download the rest of the game. Like, um, I didn't that's think not it, always the case. I mean, it's essentially, uh, most games are the majority of the game on disc, and then you have like a another fifty percent of whatever you had as a day one patch. Okay. You know, that's me exaggerating, but you usually have your day one patch. Uh, and but with a game like this, yeah, it's just it's apparently so big that it's going to be on. You know, it's like on multiple. You know, I forget what the capacity size is for an Ultra Blu-ray. So you're you're thinking that this is you know it sounds like this must be like two hundred like a hundred plus uh, gigs. Because yeah, because it clearly states at the end like two discs, which kind of brings you back to the fondness of the <laughs> okay. old JRPG. Like, dude, if it's only on one disc, that must not be a good RPG. Yeah. But man, this Final Fantasy like eight that comes on four discs. That's crazy. This is totally your money's worth. Yeah, uh, yeah. That fourth disc was pretty much just like a tiny little bit. But you're right. It does. Uh, it does uh, give a perception of value to say the least. Yeah, the two disc is actually the most interesting thing about this game to me. Um, it actually sounds like they might have really tried to put a lot into it, but um, maybe they're going. Maybe they're going for a three. I mean, I always heard it's supposed to be a trilogy. Maybe they are going for that that trilogy. So they're like, okay, we got to jam a bunch into this middle chapter here, so that we can have a uh, a fighting chance at making a. Uh, a reasonably sized third chapter and be done with it besides all the interstitial stuff that we're going to put out in the middle, but at least the main game is going to be that. I don't know, but anyway, that's the most interesting thing about it to me, Um, but we'll see how it goes. Yeah. All right. Well, that pretty much ended the, uh, the main presentation for summer game fest. And then 
they ended up also having Microsoft Direct. Uh, you know, a lot of people making fun of it because they're not even hiding the fact that they're just copying Nintendo. Uh, yeah, you know, with the word in, Direct, yeah. I mean, how many words are there? But they probably should have picked another one besides what Nintendo is actually doing. So, yeah. I mean, look at the gaming library for how many times you can reuse the word R uh, as a secondary title to your game. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's pretty funny. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, so I don't. Did you need to take a break at all? No, no. I think uh, I think I'm good to go. Keep going on. All right, sure. All right, so, uh, so this uh, Microsoft Direct. Uh, one of the first things they kick it off with is. Um, a decent thing, a fable, uh, which you don't know at the at, right when it starts, but it was kind of quickly easy to guess. You're like, wait a minute, this is you know a fantasy setting, kind of a snarky character, and then they punt a chicken, and you're like, okay, yep, totally fable. Um, so one of the big things takeaways for me is they had uh, Richard Iwada, uh, Iwade. Uh, I can't, I never can pronounce his last name, and I suck at it, but. He, um, I know him from the IT crowd, uh, and super funny guy. Uh, just it was super surprising just to have him in. I'm like, wait a minute, no, that's him totally. Like, it was really interesting. And then, uh, for the trailer to play out, and him to all of a sudden be the giant from like you know uh, Jack and the Beanstalk, essentially, and fighting your player character or the hero character. Uh, I'm like, all right, that's that's kind of a neat concept uh, for you to be able to scale that well and with these uh, level of graphics because the way they make him look is super amazing. It's just like that is a really good job of uh, having that character modeling. And, you know, honestly, the Fable games are hit and miss with a lot of people. Um, their humor was very... Uh, I remember like a lot of people just uh, referring to it as like, very British or something, but it was just... Uh, that was just Americans not being just be like that's not our sense of humor and it's very slapstick almost. Um, my thought was Peter Molyneux was always promising the world and it never it always never came close. I'm like that man knows how to sell sell something that's for sure because he was like Fable Two you can chop down a tree and it'll grow throughout the time of your game and you know like all this other stuff and it's just like dude not even close. But it was still a fun game where you can be comically evil if you wanted to and do all sorts of stupid stuff. Uh, it was, it was ambitious uh, and it was pretty lighthearted. Yeah. So I never got into three as much. I tried to, but essentially one was a, one was a rough start, but fun. Two was probably my, the peak of my enjoyment and three, I just like, okay, it feels more like a continuation of two. Uh, so I just couldn't really get into it. And like I said, it just it looks good. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how it comes out. And I'm hoping they do more multiplayer stuff like they have in the past because that might be more entertaining. Uh, but yeah, uh, so I, I just wanted to give props out because I was like, dude, that looks amazing as far as his you know, his likeness. Uh, yeah, I mean, and I mean, uh, Fable. I am um, yeah. I missed those games. I didn't have an Xbox. Um, was it Xbox and Xbox 360? Is that what they were on? Uh, were they all on Xbox 360? Yeah. It was, um, it was oh, was it Lionhead Studios, I believe? Okay. Yeah, yeah they were big-time games back then. I, I missed them. 
Uh, but I remember hearing all about them and hearing, hearing that they were really great. Um, so I'm kind of interested in this. I feel like there should be more, more fanfare, but you know, we'll see how it turns out, but, uh, yeah, maybe, um, maybe it'll end up being, uh, a return to form for fable. Um, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, one can only help. Uh, and all right, we have here, these are gonna be a little out of order, but, uh, one of the exciting ones that came out that was uh, mentioned was uh, Persona 3 Reloaded or Reload. So this is their answer to uh, Persona 4 Golden. And so this is them remaking the game, uh, you know, upping the graphics, uh, probably modernizing the gameplay and adding extra content. So that's really exciting because most people have not touched 3 uh three is an awesome game and it became a little more confusing because they came out with uh persona 3 uh fes which is the festival edition which was like their complete package but then they came out with uh, uh persona 3 for the psp uh which added better camera movement and some other quality of life stuff but it didn't add the bonus content from the uh, festival edition. Mm. So you're like a lot of people were, you know, you're torn between do I play, which one do I play? And my answer was always play the portable version because that plays better. And then just uh, more or less watch the, uh, you know, like find a YouTube video and watch the additional content that you missed from the festival. Mm. But this will probably, you know, this is going to presumably have all that and more. So that's really good to know. Yeah. I mean, it's and it looks really good. Yeah, this so. is one of uh, my one of the things I'm more excited I'm more excited for than a lot of other stuff. Um, Persona Three, I've always heard is really good, but it's um, what I, I've heard is that it's kind of inscrutable. Um, it is a a big game. I think it's like a hundred hour game or something like that. It's and it's a bit harder to get into. It's uh, more along the. Uh, Gosh, was what, what's their other game series? The one that that Persona is a sh- offshoot from. You mean the Shimigami? Yeah, series? yeah. I've heard it's a little bit, you know, closer to the 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 Shimigami Tensei um, ethos, the way that they kind of ran those games. It's different, obviously, but it's a little bit uh, tough, tougher, like like those. Um, that and it being on, you know on an older console being an older game. Um, I didn't really know how to slash want to go through the effort of getting into it. Um, so I'm actually really excited for them to make this, uh, that this, this remake. Um, I'm hoping it, it does look really nice. I'm hoping that it plays, uh, well, I'm hoping it plays like the old one. Um, but just, you know, re- revamped and, and upgraded. Um, and, uh, I will probably, I'm going to look at this a little bit more, and see how it goes, um, see how the, uh, how the how the trailers come out and stuff. Um, but it does look like something that I'll want to jump into probably straight away. Uh, was there a release date for this, or do we know anything about that? Uh, I didn't catch it if they did mention it, um, so I'm not sure about that yet, to be honest. Uh, but yeah, for sure, the Persona 3 uh, was still on the darker side of things. Because uh, Persona 4 was noticeably lighter heart, uh, like light, more lighthearted than any of the others. Um, pers- well, Persona 1, 2, and 3 were still originally classified as Shin Megami Tensei was like a part of the name. Right. Kind of like you'd see a Sid Meier's, you know, so-and-so. So you'd still have that. 
uh, there was two versions of Persona 2. Uh, one ended the timeline and one rebooted the timeline. <laughs> so uh, that was, you know, that, that, that whole series was really dark and really weird. And the uh, that one was actually a, uh, essentially uh, a dark version of Pokemon as well. Mm. <laughs> you would be, you would essentially capture these, mon- you know, Persona monsters and, you know, battle using them. Uh, but yeah, Persona 3, I think, did a lot of things right that really became staples in the series. And that's like the um, the character interactions really at their peak, uh, being able to influence like friendships and stuff like that. And uh, having those, cho- you know, the, the school life choices, um, they they were never as you know, pronounced in the originals. Uh, so three is where it became like good. <laughs> and like, you know, I mean, uh, there was those old the older games though people like to try to play them they just they are what they are which is a you know ps1 rough game uh and shimigami games were always a very hard like lengthy dungeon crawler uh traditionally you get to a point where like yeah i'm I'm doing pretty good now i'm at a boss which i will now have to spend the next 10 hours plus grinding to to finally get up to speed and that's usually where I they all the other games lost me. The digital devil summoner uh games, stuff like that. So but Persona 3 was very playable, very fun. Um and yeah, it's just uh it's solid. So hope you know, totally give that a shot. I did uh, uh do a quick uh, Google search and it looks like this Persona 3 reload is planned for early 2024. Um so what they've shown here is uh you know they still have pretty good amount of work to do at least six months probably before they're they're really ready to uh to be done with it um but hopefully it'll be that first quarter of 24 um and uh we'll get a nice uh early 24 surprise uh or early 24 game so anyway um but yeah that uh it looks looks pretty good i'm, I'm excited for it yeah for sure man and then there's uh one of the games i was actually kind of surprised with is uh 33 mortals now this is um no looking at it you can tell instantly that this is a thunder lotus game uh they did um the one that i remember them doing is uh jotun uh so this look if you've seen this you like you're like okay totally it's jotun i think they did um thunder as well which is like a metroidvania style game very unique art style and uh, the most recent game is uh, Spirit Fair, which is very different for them as far as, you know, also amazing art, uh, but it's not the same gameplay. But so this is like if you took Jotun and added 32 more players on the field. So it's like a three, 33 player co-op game and you're running through the stage like uh, gauntlet style and fighting giant bosses and you know it just it's going to be chaotic mess but it looks like it'd be a heck of a lot of fun so i'm so like i didn't think i was going to be surprised by something like this and i super am um Joan was an amazing game uh it's that was like just a series of boss battles but you're you know it was very unique at the time especially at the time so i didn't know if you got a chance to look at this one at all nick I just uh, looked at some of the screenshots, and it looks pretty cool. Um, it looks like uh, I like the, the the art style um, and the stylization of it. Um, yeah, it's coming from a, a a unique studio to say the least. Um, it it looks like a, like it could be good. It also looks like it might be 
difficult to pull off. Um, but you know, we will, we will just have to see, but I think it's definitely one to keep an eye on. And one of the more notable ones, um, on here, it's, uh, it's, I'm not as excited about it as I am about, uh, about persona, but I, I will be checking this out whenever it comes around. Yeah. Uh, very different game. I'm just curious how much, uh, the difficulty will scale if you do have uh, a full roster of 33 people playing it opposed to just trying to solo this game. Uh, because that's, you know, like I said, Joten was, um, an amazingly difficult game where you had to learn boss patterns and stuff, but, uh, but it was also beautifully done and yeah. Uh, so, all right. Uh, 33 mortals. You know, hopefully we might get a chance to check that out when it does come out. The next game that we have listed here that we liked was, uh, another, uh, it's a sequel, but it's uh, like a dragon, uh, infinite wealth. So this is a, uh, so this is a sequel uh, to the uh, the last game that came, the, their most newest uh, game, which I'm I'm drawing a blank on their suffix. It was like a dragon, and you, this one you you play. It was a turn based style game. Uh, the comedy in that one was amazing, and uh, this one has a great trailer for it. You, the main character wakes up uh, on a beach. Uh, essentially uh, not knowing how they got there. And they're on a Western beach of some sort. It could be Australia, probably Hawaii is what the vibe you're getting. Mm. But yeah, just wakes up and they're completely naked, just stranded there. And camp, you know, so it, you know, only being able to speak Japanese and everyone around them speaking in English. So it's going to be, uh, it'd be really weird because it'd be like an isekai type of story, right? Yeah, <laughs> you know, and then to only be able to speak uh, your character speaking Japanese, I want to know how much you know. Chances are they're going to quickly throw a sidekick character who's bilingual. Uh, that's my my theory, anyways. Uh, but I think you can get a lot of good humor and a lot of good story beats out of the fact that you can't speak the other language, or there'll be people speaking in one. T- you know, like. Uh, two characters probably speaking Japanese to try to hide whatever they need to from, you know, American speakers or English speakers, I should say. But like I said, I think this is going to be in Hawaii, um, but it could be somewhere like Australia or New Zealand or something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of a genius uh, comedy setup, you know, like um, uh, these uh, these games, uh, these like a dragon games, they are, you know, from the old Yakuza lineage and uh, comedy and ridiculousness is a, a huge aspect of those games, and this is um, this is a a setup, uh, you know, just ready to take on like a lot of really funny stuff. Uh, so there's going to be a lot of low hanging comedy fruit uh, there, and it's also really good conceit to basically have the character or have the player start over with a with the same character, but have a have a good reason why this is why you don't have anything or know anything because you're in a t- you're like a you're a foreigner in a totally different country literally naked when you arrive so you literally have absolutely nothing um but i think you're right they're probably going to introduce a character that is bilingual and help you out a bit and then you're gonna probably go through and and learn all kinds of different stuff i i am betting it's hawaii because you know how much uh how much uh japanese studios 
like to put things in Hawaii when they can. They they definitely have a have a um, uh, a a liking for that island, um, and everyone can see why. But uh, yeah, it looks like it'll be pretty good. I'm I'm uh, I'm definitely intrigued. Yeah, for sure. And it's the last game was you know uh, I'm pretty sure it was just like a dragon, but it was a like I said, it was a very unique twist on it because everyone was so used to the running around beat em up style and it was kind of great because they made so many uh dragon warrior references and stuff like that and it just in his mind uh like it was almost a form of dementia he's like these enemies these are like the monster mobs that i'm fight like you'd fight in an rpg and this is and they kind of explain kind of in your brain how and why he's leveling up after combat you know because uh, but yeah, he you end up pulling a baseball bat from the earth and holding it like the sword and the stone, essentially. <laughs> um, that game was so stupid and so funny. Uh, totally recommend it. Uh, I think it was for free on Game Pass for a long while too. Uh, the, most of the Yakuza series, some of them uh, are, yeah, is or was sure. like I, it's gone through rotation a couple, t- uh, at least once, I believe. So yeah, it's uh, like a dragon is especially it's a good starting point if you don't want to jump into the actual regular Yakuza series. Uh, just because there was, like I said, there was, uh, I think, seven games in total from zero to six. So, uh, but yeah, uh, this is, this is, I'm actually really excited about this one because uh, the way they did the last one, I didn't get to finish it, unfortunately, but I did like, I loved what I played of it. So, uh, yeah. And the next one after this is uh, Still Wakes the Deep. Um, now, this one is, uh, was it the Chinese Room? They did a, uh, uh, dear Esther, and this is just like you're on a abandoned oil tanker, rum, you know, walking around, and it's just a very creepy ambiance, like you know, very much as of that old game. So you end up just having that, ex- you know, uh, if you like a walking adventure, something a little more creepy and horror. Like who knows? They had they didn't show anything else, anything too threatening, but they did get the vibe right, and it looks good. So not much else to say about that. Um, now, I thought this was stupid. <laughs> this next one I'm talking about. Uh, this was a metaphor free fantas- uh, fantasio. Yeah, it's just I just I thought they just put this on there just to make Jeff Keeley say this. <laughs> yeah, uh, but it was uh, it's by the same. Uh, it's like the Atlas uh, team, uh, the guys who make Persona and shimigami games mm-hmm. so this is their new thing and i'm like i it looks good but all i like their art style for most of their stuff but at the same time i'm just like man you couldn't come out with a normal name <laughs> like yeah uh, i mean like yeah the the uh, the main title metaphor that's cool it can mean you know at least it's kind of a normal word um and it's like well what are they really trying to go out, go for there but the the re fantasio just it's like okay what are we what the heck this doesn't it doesn't sound it just kind of sounds silly um but yeah the this game again um it has a pretty cool look to it i don't know really too much about it um but it uh it it might be all right if it's in the shimigami line uh it might be a little bit more difficult um the shimigami 5 heard was really good but also really hard to get into and very long so this is what i'll be watching but i'm also kind of 
going to be cautiously optimistic about it because uh, I need to see a bit more about what they're trying to do here. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's really about it on that one. And like I said, I just think they wanted to have Keeley say that out loud because uh, it was just like that. That's not a natural. There's no normal way to say that in normal conversation. Uh, <laughs> but he pulled it off pretty monotone, which was kind of fun. Uh, then there's Towerborn, uh, which just looking at this, like, okay, multiplayer co-op came, reminded me of Dragon's Crown a whole lot. Just uh, side-scroller, kind of, you know, magical beat-em-up kind of style game. I'm like, you know what? There's nothing wrong with those kind of games. And if they're especially if they're done well, uh, yeah, look forward to it. Uh, there's uh, the next one that really caught my eye was Clockwork uh, Revolution, which looking at it, I'm like, is this just Bioshock? And then I'm like, wait, wait, someone's making a new Bioshock? Although this is just copying it. Okay, roger that. Or heavily inspired by. So uh, most, you know, actually Bioshock Infinite is where it'd be closest inspired by. And yeah, yeah, it, it could be really interesting. It has to do with, they have a little bit of a uh, time jumping, you know, like, so some time travel elements, you know, messing with the past, changes the future kind of thing. Like, okay. Um, didn't look anything too special, but just having that really unique theme and, you know, if they can do a Bioshock thi- like, th- you know, thing and do it well, then good on them. Because I really did like Infinite. Combat was subpar, but the the story was a lot of fun and the world building was uh, like really cool to get into. Yeah, this, the, uh, the steampunk aspects of this game look kind of cool, but you're right, it does feel like a Bioshock, um, like it's borrowing heavily uh, from Bioshock. Um, but I mean, if the story is really good, which I think Bioshock games really, um, were known for, if they can make the story good for this, then maybe they will be, uh, remembered fondly. Yeah. Um, and so the last bit was like a big chunk of this was, uh, their Starfield, uh, presentation. And they went, they did a pretty big deep dive. I kind of checked out at this point. <laughs> I I jumped in a little bit here and there just to see a little bit more about what they talked about. I didn't really know. I really wasn't too excited about anything that they were doing beforehand with Starfield, and I've just kind of kept myself out of it. Uh, but what I've seen made it made me at least a little more hopeful, a little more interested. And yeah, did you end up watching this the entire thing of the Starfield? I think I watched all of the Starfield direct. Um, portion it wasn't particularly like long long but it was several it was like several minutes um, and uh, it was a pretty good commercial for the game um, it you know kind of looking at kind of reading between the lines of what they're trying to tell you it is it is um, a Bethesda game so Dude, this was 40 minutes long. This okay. isn't long, long for you. I, I think, I think I must've watched something <laughs> that was, um, that was abbreviated then. Cause I think I was only about like 10 minutes that I saw. Um, so I can't imagine stretching it out to 40 minutes, but okay. Um, anyway, so yeah, I mean, I am, I am, um, like I said, I was cautiously optimistic for one of the, for uh, Persona Three Reload. I am cautiously pessimistic for Starfield. Um, Bethesda, 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 Bethesda. You know they 
they have been going in a, in a direction that I've not been terribly fond of um, over the past decade or so. Um, their, their, their CEO guy or somebody over there recently came out and said that this is going to be their least buggy game ever. And I was kind of like, I mean, that's a funny joke, man, but like, also it's not funny because their games are really shitty because they're so buggy early on, mm. uh, a la Fallout 76. I don't know. Like it looks, it's, it's a pretty looking game. A la Redfield, man. That, that's the newest one that came out. And that's been very disappointing. Uh, yeah, yeah. I just kind of think of like Bethesda proper versus like Obsidian sort of being, or Arcane rather, being kind of, you know, I kind of leave that, you know, on them. But but you're right. I mean, it is, it, it, it is Bethesda. Um, I just like this game looks nice, but it also looks like it could be boring. It also looks like it could be very, very boring. Just like, here you go, you know, No Man's Skyrim, mine this, go here, shoot this, without really a whole lot of, of uh, you know, storyline to keep you going. Um, you know, the old, the, you know, the, the old knock on Bethesda games is they're an ocean of content an inch deep. It's like, so I, I'm just... I'm really suspecting that that's what Starfield is going to be is a lot of surface level content. And it's like, well, what you see is what you get. And that's literally it. Um, you know, we'll have to see, but, uh, you know, the, 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 the stuff they talked about, you know, they, they at least make it sound nice. They at least make it sound like it's done and finished and ready to go. And it's not going to be, uh, uh, you know, shit hitting the fan whenever it launches um but been fooled before so we'll see what yeah, do you think no for sure I, I wouldn't hold my breath um you know that's one of the reasons why i'm just like i've not really cared too much especially where microsoft has really not had a good they haven't done a good job with any of their you know what you'd consider a tent pole like you know exclusive or these are the things that we're known for these are our studios and it's been really sad so yeah we'll see about this i but then again i the last couple fallout games the last couple anything they've done is just um depressing i guess is the best way to put it especially if you're a fan if you're long-term fans like the, you know if you start now you're like oh this is just how they've always been and that's fine but a lot of us remember when they used to be super amazing and they could do no wrong. That's the thing. It's yeah. like, oh yeah, dude, they're coming out with something guaranteed to hit it out of the park. Them and Bioware, like mm -hmm. growing up, like we're always like top notch, always the best. Doesn't matter. Pure pure faith alone. I'll be like, yeah, bull in day one, buy it, don't care about the reviews. Like you know it's gonna be good. Neither company can, you know, hold anything together in it. So yeah, that's uh yeah, that's really about it. I believe that comes out in September, uh, and, or at least that's what they're saying. We'll see if it gets pushed back or not. And yeah, this for uh, looks like October, like I mentioned before, is going to be super busy because you know you have that uh, Forza is, is coming out then, and or at least slated to on the tenth. Um, 
the new Assassin's Creed uh, that we didn't mention, but the oh yeah uh, Mirage, which is going to be their new take, uh, that is coming out on the twelfth. You have Alan Wake on the seventeenth. Uh, Spider Man, uh, you know the Marvel Spider Man two is coming out on the twentieth, and one that you were slightly interested in uh, or lo- looked interesting with the City Skylines two, mm-hmm. and that comes out on the twenty fourth. So that's a lot of stuff to come out in such a short time, and there's going to be more as well. But I mean, I'm super stoked about Spider Man and Alan Wake, and those come out within three days of each other. So yeah, uh, you gotta pick here. You gotta choose your children there. Uh, I oh, think Alan gonna, Wake, hands down. I, I love me some Spider Man, <laughs> uh, but like Alan Wake, I this is not even a question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I figured, uh, I figured you'd pick that one. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's 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 true. There's a lot of games coming out. Um, and uh, it's it's gonna be fun, um, but uh, yeah, I'm sure that uh, we're gonna get. And th- you're right. There's gonna be a lot more that's even gonna be um, surprises, things like that, gems. It's gonna be a fun year, I think. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we're just gonna cut it here because uh, this has gone long enough. And if you made it this far, thanks. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, this has been episode 46 of Another Dead Pixel. Uh, my name is Joe, and I'm here with... Thank you very much for staying with me, Nick, and not going to sleep this late at night. I <laughs> uh, really appreciate that. Uh, and luckily, uh, no uh, no power troubles from the Texas Power Company. So, so far. So far, so good. <laughs> all right. Well, you all take care. Until next time, take it easy, guys. Bye.